episode 80. My name is Justin Peach. Hey, I'm Chris. And welcome to the Bible Buffoons podcast. What up, buddy? Hey, guys. What up, buddy? Listen to this? Or what up you, Chris? Uh, hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, how are you? How are you, sir? Doing good. Excellent. Me too. I'm in a low. I'm in a low energy this morning. I kind of feel that too. From me or from you? No, from myself. Okay. So, I, I don't know if I was putting out that energy. I don't want to. I don't want to bring us down. No, it's good. It's good. This is the moment when the energy will burst forth. Maybe. Sure. It I has so. to. It, I hope so. Or we're, not. Or we're, just, we're live right now. going to be a 10-minute podcast and we just like, I don't know, guys. Read Bible. Just read your Bible and pray every grow day and, and grow, 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 grow. There yeah. you go. Absolutely. Hey, man, I was excited. Last night, Taco Tuesday. Reconvened. It's, it's, it's been a month. It's been a minute. It might have been longer than a month. Yeah. Baseball yeah. and life yes we got back together maybe the best steak i've made in a while really tasty taco steak you know what i don't know if you did this on purpose i'll I'll give you credit like you did but you know we almost everybody that comes is eating steak so you got little babies all the way up to me and you it's growing it used to just be me and you and then now we got almost everyone and i only bought one but that steak you did last night had one side that was a little little done rare and one side that was a little more it got done. that like skirt steak it was thinner on the end yeah so, and like, so that was good for the babies and then ours was a little more red red yeah which was good it was awesome i thought i had to go upstairs i had to leave it i don't like to leave my steak he likes to baby it i like to watch it because i've had way too many steaks like last week I bought a steak and I had to run away and I came back and I was like, oh, well, that's... Well, that's weren't. That's leather. Um, and I knew this was thinner, but I had to run up and help with the boys. Yeah. And I came back and there was a fire. A big fire? Not big, but I looked at the bottom. I was like, dadgummit. But that had a little char on I don't it. Mind, which, I don't mind a little crust. I don't either, but I was afraid that it was <clears> like... <throat> then I don't know where to check the temperature on that. Yeah. Because it gets thinner. But it's just It's just long and thin. Hard to, hard to know. Yeah. But we got it. And it was good. It was really good. Um, man. You know, what, you know what I'm missing, though? Sorry, this is the Taco Tuesday chat. Yeah. Uh, we used to have we used to have the steak, and we'd have some ground beef, and then we'd have some venison. I'm, I'm out. You're out. I'm out. I did not get a deer this year. I don't know if you hunted I didn't, this year. I didn't go hunt this year. Um, and I didn't go shoot. I a buddy like of mine, missing something. a buddy of mine, shout out to my buddy, Adam Brewer. Monday, they moved to Arkansas. He got a new preaching job at Congrats. a church out there. And he said, he's like, we were, we were talking a month or so ago before he moved. And he's like, you need deer meat. He's like, I got freezers full. I <laughs> that really, I don't want to pack. I don't want to pack. <laughs> yeah. And so but I never had a chance to go to his house and bring a cooler. Yeah. I should have done that. Next I was like, year. Yeah. I won't be so picky next year. <laughs> With what? Not taking a deer when I have the opportunity because um, I'm waiting for a bigger one. Just no. That See, was what happened this year. First time out, I saw, and this is I'm not. This is not a hunting story where I'm exaggerating. This is this never. Fish happened, was the size of the boat. It's never yeah. happened to me before. I saw more deer the very first time I was out in uh, early November this year. I saw between twenty and twenty five deer my very first time out, but it was my first time out. And so I'm you're like, like, Hey, I was like, I'm going to take it easy. And they were all does. And I was like, 
25 does, a buck is coming out Soon. at some point. Yeah. Sat there till dark. No, like no, And I was like, I passed up on probably five or six really nice big does. And then didn't take one the whole rest of the season. Oh, so, man. It's my bad. Yeah, I want uh, – I, I didn't get to go this year. I'm not a big hunter. I've been once. And you got a deer. And I got a deer. Technically twice. I went that Friday night at actually Adam's parents' house. And we tried, but it was raining and too cold, and we didn't see anything. And then the next morning, he spoiled me. He was like, you want – He's like, you want to go hunting or you want to shoot a deer? He's like, he's like, those are two different ones for yeah. us. And I was like, I want to shoot a deer. Like, that's why I'm out here. Yeah. Like, I want meat. I want to go shoot a deer. I'm not trying to get something on the wall. I'm yeah. not going to wait all whatever. So he called his buddy. and we went to this private land. 19 deer that morning. You can just pick out which one you want. Well, and I was like, and I was the only one with the gun up there. Well, actually, the other guy had a gun. I was like, oh, you're going to shoot too? And he's like, uh, if the buck I have been seeing on my camera show up, I'm the only one shooting. I was yeah. like, yeah, buddy, go you ahead. You got it. Uh, and it was like, I mean, my car was like 10 yards away. Yeah. <laughs> there was buildings, but it was just big old tree stand. Yeah. It wasn't a tree stand. I mean, yeah, it was shooting house, shooting house yeah. up there. It's so like three or four of us just sat in there. And then I was like, I had the gun ready. Never shot the gun before. <laughs> never shot a rifle. Really? Never shot a rifle. Um, well, that's not true, but yeah, never shot a hunting rifle. I was like, okay. And then, they start coming out. It's like this football field size, like yeah. opening. And then they start coming across and he has binoculars on it. And he's like, okay. And I was like, now, now he goes, wait, <laughs> now he goes, wait. And the little like, ones come out first. Yes. Yeah, so it's like 16. He goes, you're going to want to get the last one. Yeah. And he's like, that's the smartest, that's the and smartest, the smartest one to wait. Yeah. And then he goes, all right, here it is. And it stopped. One shot dropped it. Awesome. I was like, yeah. Yeah, man. And then they go, this is your first deer. I was like, well, okay, what do we do? And they go, you're going to go. Uh, um, we're going to go get dirty. You're, 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 you're going to get a little dirty and bloody. And I was like, do you guys do this? They go, no, we'll yeah. pay $15 to get this done. Yeah. This is your first. You got to go get this deer. It's part of the, part of part of the ritual. Then they're talking about like tools to clean the booty. Yeah. Like to cut it and all this. And we cut the stomach and the gas came out. And I was like, Ugh, uh. yep, I don't do that. I just take the whole thing to the I processor. Know. And they don't either. They're like, Oh, it's been a while since I've done this. Cause yeah. we don't do this anymore. Yeah. But, Yes, you've been spoiled with some venison. We'll try to get some. Yeah. I'm sure we know somebody that's listening to this podcast. Castleman feel, usually feeling, gives feeling us a generous. bunch. Yeah. We got to, I mean, he's, I actually have some deer meat and I also don't have ground deer meat. Yeah. We'll see. Um, welcome to Taco and Hunting Talk. This is a new podcast. <laughs> um, we're going to pivot a little bit. Pivot? Pivot. We're going to pivot a little bit today and. Uh, I don't, I don't even think I have any Bible verses to talk about. Yeah. Um, but but we might, <laughs> we might, we, we have some Bible stories, Yes. but I have a, um, just an idea and a thought. So this past weekend, me and the teens, bunch of middle schoolers, we had mm -hmm. one high schooler and a bunch of middle schools, yeah. sixth, seventh, eighth grade. We went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. There is a youth conference. They have these all over the place. Right. This one's called Winterfest. And I've met some people go, I've been to Winterfest. No, that's just a common name. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> There's a, almost every winter retreat, Christian retreat across America is called like Winterfest. <laughs> so if you've been to a Winterfest, cool. This is a 
99% Church of Christ mm-hmm. Winterfest. Actually, on the convention center in Gatlinburg, it says, welcome, Winter, uh, Church of Christ Winterfest. Yeah. Um, so that's the one that we went to. They, they actually do one in January in Arlington, Texas, and they do one here in Gatlinburg. And I've been doing these, I mean, I've been 12, 13 years going to retreats and we have fall retreats mm-hmm. and we have beach retreats and we have winter fest and there's camps and there's all these things. And then when you get older, did you ever go to um, Gulf Coast Getaway? I did. In Panama City. Again, Absolutely. I, that's where I started talking to my wife. Nice. Uh, um, we kind of sparked... Our relationship there. Nice. Love Gulf Coast Getaway. A lot of people at our church have been. We we were probably all there at the same we time. We were probably all there at the same We're all time. about the same yeah. age. We just didn't know it. Didn't know but it, but but again, that's like three hundred college students from private universities to public to Auburn, Alabama, MTSU, yep. like the Student Christian Center. They would go to this condo place in January and you would have your little conference. You yep. would have a little retreat. And so I started thinking, what what is it about? Why do I have like three or four retreats planned every year? Yeah. Why do I have a fall retreat and a beach retreat and a camp and a winter fest and a spring retreat? And everyone else does the same things. Mm-hmm. What is the draw for us as teenagers I and mean, as college students? Because when you get to be adults, there's less of those. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why it's getting me to think about this too is tomorrow, right? our whole staff... We're, staff retreat. We're a staff retreat, which I don't know in 10 years if I've done a staff retreat here. I definitely haven't. Well, you haven't. Yeah. But going away somewhere, we're going to a lake house and we're spending two days, maybe actually 24 hours. Yeah, but, it's more like a just a full day, but over the course of two days. Yeah. yeah. Thursday afternoon all the way to Friday afternoon. Yeah. And then we're done. And I was a little like, oh, I, Brett, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> I'm excited to go. I just got back from a retreat, but I'm having to shift gears because I was right. in charge of here. I'm not in charge of a scent. Like I'm ready just yeah. to go and just be a part of it. We're bringing in somebody, I think from Lipscomb University mm-hmm. to kind of help us with this spiritual formation growth retreat that we're having. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little tired of <laughs> retreats because I just got back from one with like 7,000 kids yeah. or like people. This one's going to be like 14 of us. It's yeah. going to be a little bit different. A little more intimate. But why are those important? Mm. Why is going away to a retreat for a day, for a weekend, for a camp, What? why is that a part of our history mm. of just churches? Because that's been going on forever, right? There's, there's retreat centers all over the place. Um, and as adults, we have less of those. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to be college a bit older, there's passion is a big, is a big conference that they do in Atlanta, I think. Um, but what is the draw for that? Uh, as adults and as teenagers and just, that's just my kind of thought. That's just our thought right now. So you may be right now listening to this and you're like, I haven't done that since I was in college or in high school. And maybe you're 40 years old and you're like, it's been 20 years since I've been on a Christian retreat. Right. Or maybe you're a parent and now you're having middle school or high schoolers and you're like, ah, you know, my son doesn't want to go to that retreat. And what's the point? What's, what's the, the point? Yeah. What's the value of that? They're going to go and have fun. We're going to go to Gatlinburg and you're going to eat funnel cakes and you're going to walk the strip of Gatlinburg. And there's going to be way too many people there. Mm. Uh, but what is the draw for that? Yeah. And so I just having 
just mean you talk about it. Just a little chit chat. Yeah. And so hopefully you gain something about this. We're, I mean, you're not going <laughs> to learn any Hebrew or, you know, and you're not going to learn anything, but maybe this will spark you, spark your mind, your interest to be like, hey, maybe I should try to find one of those. Mm. Maybe your church does a men's retreat that they go away for a weekend. You're like, I've never gone. What's the value in it? Maybe we can change that. Yeah. Because I think they're, I know there is value. I don't think. I yeah. know that there is a lot yeah, of value your, your in that. Your whole calendar is is sort of based around the idea that these have value. Somewhat. So, yeah, yes. I mean, definitely. I, I, every year we look at our calendar and we take away what I think is not worth it. Because really with students and families and us, like we're so daggum busy. Mm -hmm. And to be like, you need to go away for a weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't have that time. I got 52 weekends a year and yeah. we got so much to do. And for a lot of people, you might have to take off work on a Friday or whatever to do it or a Monday. Um, but just kind of looking at, um, yeah, just kind of looking at that and just seeing why, mm -hmm. what, what is the last retreat you've been on? Um, so I don't, I don't know if we've talked about this, this directly, um, on the podcast, but you and I have talked about it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm a part of uh, a community here in Birmingham and they're all around the world. It's called Trace Diaz. Yeah. Uh, and it is an adult, yeah. you know, focused uh, spiritual retreat. It's a three day weekend. They typically do them twice a year uh, and, you know, absent the last couple of years because mm -hmm. of COVID, but we've actually got the first one coming back uh, in March of this year. And so here in uh, Birmingham. Yeah. So I, I attended, my first Trace Diaz weekend in October of 2015. Okay. And so the first time you go through a Trace Diaz weekend, you go through as what they call a candidate. Trace, Trace Diaz. Three days. Three days. Three days, yeah. And um, there's a male yep. and then a female. So you're not together. It's all males one weekend. The next weekend is all, is, is like the wives maybe. Exactly. Or females, okay. And you go through, and then once you, once you complete your three-day weekend, you are eligible to come back and serve the you know weekends moving forward so if you want to say uh you know purely to receive kind of retreat that may have been the last one that i did oh, really? in 2015 but i really view going to work the weekends as a retreat too so it's it's, it's probably more a more normal part of my life than maybe a lot of yeah, walking around yeah. adults um, what you say, walking around? Walking around adults? I don't know what that means, but you know, I guess that would be different than a laying around adult. I just see adults walking around. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know of the last retreat. Well, I take that back. So we have some like, well, I think we kind of go back between conferences and retreats. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. have been to conferences that are children and student ministry conferences where you learn about family ministry and student ministry. I kind of take those out. There's great worship and yeah. we hear like Andy Stanley preach and we hear some great, like, you know, like speakers and preachers. Yeah. But, uh, I, I would almost take that away. That is more of like, how do I apply that to my church? And equipping, that's more of like training, a working discipleship. Yeah. But, um, again, another shout for Lipscomb university. They do one called renewal with youth ministers. Yeah. And there's two, there's one for, Hey, if you've been in youth ministry, five years or less. And then it's kind of like you've been youth ministry a little bit longer and yeah. you have your own. Um, and that's out at uh, Cedars of Lebanon state park out in Tennessee, middle Tennessee. And we got there for like two and a half days, yeah. uh, about, about two nights. Um, and that's a good time too. And that's kind of more of a retreat of like, 
this is kind of self care. Right. Like let's just talk about your ministry. But let's talk about you mm-hmm. and just spiritually. How are you doing? And yeah. so, um, you know, I haven't got to do those in the past few years. Since I now I've been to, you know, a youth ministry for so long, I bumped up in the old one. Yeah. And it's always like right before, um, it's like right before like Labor Day or something. It's yeah. like, I can't go, buddy. Yeah. Like, this is my, well, it's like I'm going to the beach in like two days yeah. or three days. Like, I can't take that much time off with yeah. our family vacation. Um, but have that. But so, from my standpoint of me taking students to this, and I just want to take Winterfest, what we just did back. You're in a convention center in Gatlinburg, about six, seven thousand. Sometimes it's up to eight or nine thousand. They're down a little bit because of COVID this year and everything. And we worship and we hear speakers and we see drama and poetry and sing. It's all that stuff. And um, you can get kind of jaded as a mm. youth minister. Yeah. Of like, they're speaking again. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, they're speaking. Oh, okay. We're going to do that. Okay. But as I take back and look at through the eyes of a middle schooler mm. or a high schooler, it's their first, second time to go. It's mind blowing. Right. Because for a lot of these kids, I would say almost all of, I'd say all the adults that went this year, we had like me and one high school boy who came with us and he had been before. Yeah. All of my adults and all the other students had- First timers. First timers. Yeah. To worship in a room of 4,000 people. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. A lot. Mm -hmm. Right. There's not many places for us around here to be in an auditorium of 4,000 people. Um, I know that- Church of the Highlands does like their motion night downtown at BJCC. That's really big. So maybe some of our kids have been to that. But um, just this opportunity just to be around that many Christians and almost kind of let your guard down. Yeah. And, you know, and sing those songs and you can do the hand motions and you can kind of be silly, but you can sing out and not be worried about. Yeah. Oh, how are people are going to look at me or I can't sing very well. So I don't want to sing out. It's like, Oh, well, that doesn't matter. Yeah. You're just kind of in it. Yeah. And then to get that much content, um, each of our sessions were two hours and we had four of them. So yeah. we had six hours in this room over two and a half days of learning, just kind of opening up and we had comedians and we laughed and it was silly. Yeah. Uh, but really to kind of focus in there. And I don't think our students and I know our students and I know myself, we don't get six hours of just that. It might take our students months to get six hours because if they're not here on a Sunday and they can't make it to our Wednesday night and those are 30 minutes long, then it's like, Oh, that's going to take me 12 times to get that. (laughs) Well, that might take a few months. Yeah. Right. Um, just if you did Sundays for sure. But there's some value in that. Um, biblically looking at, uh, uh, what 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 has shaped us, and what has prompted us to do these retreats? I know that we did a little bit of research mm-hmm. on this, but what do we see from a biblical standpoint? Is this new? Is this new to our age, or is this something that's been going on for years? Yeah, um, and, and we can we can just kind of bounce back yeah. and, back and forth on this. Uh, you know, probably. Uh, calling it a retreat, you know, some of the language that's around it may be sort of more unique to our time and, yeah. and maybe even our tradition. You know, I don't know what other uh, backgrounds would would call something like this, but... I think retreat is the... It's pretty common. I think that's the industry standard. <laughs> but there's definitely a biblical pattern of people 
getting out of their normal element to experience the presence of God in a different and unique way. Uh, you know, going through the Old Testament, and then we definitely see Jesus modeling this both privately. Oh, yeah. Scripture's always talking about Jesus going off to He a, just like, hey, peace out. I'm going to go on this mountain by place, myself. Yeah. You know, to, to spend time with God. But also, it's really interesting there, the moments where he calls the disciples to go with him uh, in, in seclusion somewhere to rest and to spend time together. And then you and then you can blow it out even bigger than that, and and you look at moments like the Sermon on the Mount, yes, where this large group of people, which this really kind of feels more like what you're talking about, like a big yeah. conference where we're setting aside this time and we're just going to go sit in a different place and set aside this time for God to learn and to worship and to experience. I well, think experience is kind of this this key word here. So. So I'm gathering is that there's two different types of retreats. One could be in this mass of 14 people to thousands of people. Right. And we see that in the Bible of you're, you're exactly right where he takes his disciples. Sometimes when they're around thousands of people and they're like, Hey, we need to take some time for ourselves. And then he brings them to a mountain. He brings them somewhere and then kind of teaches them. Mm Um, also what he like fed 5,000, right? Like there's a, thousands of people around him yeah. listening to him somewhere um, remote. Somewhere like it remote. talks about, yeah, they hey, had no food. They, they got yeah. no food. There's nowhere for them to get food. So they're, it's remote. Like yeah. they're not, they're not really near uh, a, a, a city or a place where, you know, you could get food or lodging or whatever. And, and so like, yeah, G- Jesus, uh, put this, this into practice yeah, in his yeah. own ministry. Yeah. Of, hey, there's times where you might need to get away from your norm and go. So there's some that are, Hey, by yourself retreats, yeah. small group retreats. And then there's the mass retreats, whatever number that may be right. for you. Uh, it is very, very biblical. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and I think you said something right where it is getting out of your own element. Mm-hmm. So and, I, and that can even be your church element. Like oh, we work at a church. Absolutely. Our element is good. Oh yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's nothing fundamentally wrong with where we spend most of our time. Yeah. But it's still important to set aside, set apart, sanctify time for God. Well, and even us, we could easily do this 14 person retreat. We can meet here and be like, "Hey, you're at home and we, you know, Easy you know, to, and then you can still go home. We all live right yeah, here. And it's yeah. like, Hey, we can come back tomorrow. We can come back the next day and do it. But there's, but there's a reason that we are getting away and going an hour away to this lake house. Yeah. Cause it's just a different setting. And sometimes just changing your setting can change your focus and your mindset. Um, you know, going camping mm-hmm. or going walking and you're out somewhere new. It's like, Oh, I can, it's just this new feeling. Right. Um, and for you, you know, you may be super busy. You may be listening to this going, I don't have anywhere to go. I don't know. There's none really close to me. I might have to drive a few hours or fly somewhere to do it. I would definitely encourage you to do it just to get out of your element. Yeah. Um, to find that. I know like our small group here at church, our, you know, we have gone actually to Gatlinburg to mm-hmm. a house. We have gone away to these retreats. Um, and we do marriage retreats before yes. where we have gone to a different state. And it's just something different about being somewhere else where you're not used to, you know, you know, if I was here doing it, I'd be thinking, all right, we'll have to get the boys. Can I get yeah, home yeah, in the yeah. next hour and a half to mm-hmm. help them put them down? And can I come back? And when you're there, it's like, 
you're there. <laughs> this is all that I got, right? Yeah. So like when I was there in in Gatlinburg this weekend, my 100% attention was being with our students and our volunteers and being in our sessions and just listening, right. you know, to awesome worship and awesome preaching. Yeah. Um, it kind of put everything else away because if you're close to it, you're, you're going to figure out, well, I do got to go deliver this. I do got to pick this up for my wife. I got to help her. But when you're gone, it's like your attention should be put towards that. Yeah. You, you just hit on a, a real key truth. I think you said, you know, I know you're busy. Like the biblical model for this, like, especially when, with Jesus, oh, yeah. like he's in he, the middle of healing people. He didn't <laughs> wait until every sick person was healed. Every blind person could see to say, all right, we did it. Now let's run off over here to the mountains and catch our breath. Let our, let our spirits catch up with our bodies. You know, yeah. like, it, it said the crowds were like pressing in on them in so many of these situations. Like they're just surrounded by people in need of spiritual, physical, emotional healing. And Jesus is like, now's the time we have to get away right now and go reconnect with God, reconnect with each other and be filled up to come back and do this work that continues to need to be done. Like if you're waiting until you're not busy or until you've got a hole in your calendar or whatever to, to do this, that hole is never going to be there. there. There's, <laughs> there's always, there's always something going on, right? Like, I mean, you look at our, there's, there's, you're always gonna have something, Yep. whether it's yard work around the house or whether it's big things like oh, now's at the right time. Yeah. That, that always baffled me when I was younger reading about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Cause he would, he would be in the middle somewhere and be like, deuces, I, I, I have to get away. And you're like, why? Yeah. You're doing good work. You can keep pressing on Jesus. Like yeah. you're the one that can do this. Yeah. And he's like, one, I think he was modeling. Yes. Jesus didn't need to get away. He could have had all the energy, all the power, all the heat. Like he, he doesn't need to do it, but I think he was setting an example for his disciples and for us to go, in the middle of all this busyness, that's good busy. Yeah. You need some time to reconnect with God. And you can do that every week. You can do it every week during communion. You can do it during a quiet time. Yes, there's that. But there's something unique about getting away from the busyness, saying, okay, I'm going to clear my calendar for the next day or two just to make this happen. Could I challenge you on, on something you just said? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you said that, that Jesus didn't need to get away, that he, yeah. he was kind of doing it to set a good example. I, I, w I would wonder if Jesus is, is showing us in the only way that he could, that not only did he, he did need it, but we need it too. Yes. So like, you know, we've talked about Trinity how God yeah. and Jesus and the Holy Spirit have been in loving one, community yeah. since before time began. And just because Jesus came to earth, didn't separate his need for that connection with the Father and with the Spirit True. to fill him with the power and with the love and the grace and all that he would need to do all this stuff that he did. Yeah. And I think that, that we're the same. Like, ministry's hard. Uh, it can be really hard. And if we don't take time to connect with God and make sure that our spirit is full of God's spirit, then we're just kind of serving out of emptiness. Yeah. And not, and not 
giving in the overflow yeah, of the yeah, spirit. Yeah. Exactly. When we are full, then we can give better. When yeah. we are full, then we can be a better husband, a better father, a better yeah. neighbor, whatever it may be. Now, like metaphysically, I don't, uh, you know, we talk about need. I don't. That's where I was, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, yes. I was going more of like Jesus can do anything. Yeah. And he didn't have to. Yeah. And that's probably true. Yes. But. But yes. I think he models how absolutely crucial it was for mm, him. Yes. And we should, as followers of him, we got to follow in those footsteps and, and also feel that need in such a real way that we can't ignore it. Well, and we push a lot on, you know, what what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. You know, the old 90s, maybe late 80s. What would Jesus do bracelets? Yeah. And this idea that over and over, we're supposed to think about it. And all the time, that typically will go to, be nice and love yeah. and that, which is 100% true. Love God, love others. But right. I think there's a part of that self-care. Of He even modeled it. It's like, so if we need to do what Jesus does, yeah. we need to retreat sometimes. Right. We need to get away. And that retreat, um, other groups have called this, like, we're not going to call it a retreat. It's an advance. It's an advance. And <laughs> yes, great. Right. But I think there's a part of like retreating from just our everyday lives yeah. and just kind of just like giving you a new environment mm -hmm. to maybe just open up. Right. Um, you know, and we kind of do that in our student ministry. When we go to fall retreat, we spend some time like, how am I setting up an environment for worship? How am I creating space and time to allow students and adults to kind of pull those walls down right, right. to be like, Hey, I am open for the spirit. I am, I am open for change. I am open for dialogue with somebody else, maybe to be vulnerable in my conversations. Yeah. We don't just go somewhere and go, Hey, we're going to talk about Jesus. We kind of like, what is the lighting like? Yep. What are the seats like? Is this going to be a better worship experience? Like, such an important and just kind of working yeah. on that. And that's why like when you retreat, like if you go out to the mountains, if you go out, our beach retreat is something great. There's something just to be there in the presence of the ocean. Yeah. Like, man, our God made this. Right. And sometimes just getting away changes your thoughts and just kind of changes yeah. um, maybe your expectations. That, that just gave me a really uh, interesting idea. It's like in our own worlds and uh -huh. our schedules and even in our churches, I think it's, it can be easy to convince ourselves that we made this. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm running my life. I make my schedule. Oh, I've yeah. got this job. Mm -hmm. I'm doing good. Look at this house, all this, all this. And even in church, it's like, well, we kind of made this church, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's easy to kind of slip the money. into that. We helped build it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you get out and into God's creation and, uh -huh. and it's smacking you in the face, like, whoa, that will put your heart in the right frame mm. to remember who you are, to remember whose you are uh -huh. and your place in all this. And, and I think that the environment is, is a big component of this. It's like in our own little worlds, we can convince ourselves that we're kind of, we're kind of running the ship and we'll sprinkle in some God when we can, but you know, it's turned more corporate yeah, and more, one thing that I like about retreats that I think about, like what's the difference between going to a retreat, mm -hmm. going away or, Hey, I'm going to be here every Sunday and every Wednesday and every Sunday night. Um, what is that kind of 
thing. And, and I think one is it's been a long time. I've worked for a church for a long time. It's been a long time that when I'm here on a Sunday, that's one reason why like it, it is a work day for me and yep. you, yep. like we get another day off because Sunday, Hey, do you have keys to that? Hey, can you do this? Hey, where is this? And, and for better or worse, I'm not a hundred percent always engaged with the worship and the singing. I try to, but in the back of your head, I'm like, I have announcements to make. Hey, did so-and-so, and then you get a text. Hey, so-and-so just had their baby. All right, I got to talk. Okay, let me write this down, right? Yeah. There's all that stuff. Or you teach class. And so it's been a long time for me go to go to a church to not have any responsibilities. Yeah. That's also why, like, when we go back to Nashville and we go to church, I'm like, man. I'm I just going to church. I today. just get to walk in. I don't yeah. do anything. Yeah. Like, and that's something neat. But if you're here, you will be thinking about, well, we have to go to lunch. And then for us, like, well, okay, well, we got t-ball practice or yeah. you know, like coach pitch practice at one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I got to run home. Me and Jack got to scarf down a PB and J go to practice, come back. And I got teen stuff that night. It was nice to get away to Gatlinburg and to go away to go Coast getaway. Cause it's like, I, I will have something on Monday. Right. But from Friday to Sunday, I have nothing Yeah. except for this. Yeah. Um, and, and for us to kind of, just kind of let it all down and just kind of like, all right, I'm here to focus. And that's yeah. what I try to preach to our teens when we go there is like, look, w- there's arcades and there's fun things and we're going to swim and we're going to hang out, but like really acknowledge where you're at and be open. Yeah. And, and that's my biggest prayer is like, be open to the spirit because he wants to speak to you. Yeah. He wants, uh, uh, he wants you to connect. Mm. God wants you to connect, fully connect. And sometimes it takes us getting out of our normal yeah. you know, day-to-day thing to do that. I think, um, you know, what we're talking about is is like an amplified or, or a magnified version of what should be a daily reality. Oh. Right? So when we're talking about going on a retreat or going to these events, mm-hmm. we're talking about setting aside time just for God. Yeah. It's pretty rare. Oh, absolutely. You know, you think about like a Tracedius weekend. Three days. When was the last time you gave three days to God and just said, In a row. These are yours. Whatever you're wanting to do, I'm just going to be there and I'm going to listen and show up. Like Winterfest. I'm giving you these days, God, and you do whatever you want to do and I'm just going to be there. I think that experiencing something magnified, amplified like that can also help us bring those uh, rhythms into our daily lives. We should have time in our daily life that we say, God, for the next five minutes. Yeah, three hours, th- three minutes, these are yours, minutes, whatever it for is. For the next hour, whatever you, whatever it is, <laughs> Yeah, it's important to have sanctified time. I'm using that biblical yeah. word there, but it just means set apart. It means... I'm I'm setting this aside for God to have that in our daily lives too. And and they can kind of play off each other. It's like going to these experiences can make me remember how important it is to have those in my daily life. And having them in your daily life can make you crave those amplified longer experiences too. They kind of feed on each other. Yeah. But it's a reality that we need those spaces mm-hmm. in our lives and those kind of call it like a jump start weekend can really help put you on the path to realize how important that is in your everyday life. 
Yeah, and what we try to stress, whether it's, you know, we go to a camp impact where it's a week long. For the junior high, it's like three and a half, four days long. And one of the things that they for years have pushed is, you know, everyone like, we love impact. And if you go to church camp, it's the same thing. It's yeah. like, oh, camp, this is the greatest weekend ever. And everyone believes they have the best camp in the world. Right. Uh, like, oh, our camp is the best. And, it, and for you, it is. It's great. Like, yeah. if your church and your community rallies around it, the kids. But they always push for us that, like, we don't live 51 weeks out of the year for this one week. This one week should help propel us and gear us for the other 51 weeks. Yeah, that's right. Like, let this build upon this moment. This isn't, like, the this final. This isn't the end, yeah. Yeah, this is the end. This is the beginning. I'm like, hey, now you got this. Yeah continue on that and that's what we try to do in all of our retreats is how do we build on that experience because uh, there is this like mountaintop mm -hmm. aha moment when you go somewhere that's why church camps fall retreats summer retreats winterfest i have seen more baptisms mm -hmm. after those events right than any other thing that we do in our ministry yes and i you know and i tell our parents hey I don't want you to bring your kids here just so they get baptized, right, right. but there is something spiritual that happens yes. when you're there that, that it's hard to get here. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get here. And I think one of that is, especially for students, and I really think for adults, I think it's very important for adults, and we don't tap into this as much, but being around people and seeing examples mm -hmm. and go, Oh, it's okay for me to do. Oh, okay. I can let my guard down right now. I can do this. You know, to have a bunch of sixth and seventh graders see juniors and seniors and see adults and see 6,000 other people hands up worshiping. They're yeah. like, oh, it's okay for me to do this. I've always felt weird maybe doing this. Yeah, yeah. And just to kind of, and, and not this spiritual mind or this mental mind games type deal. Yeah. Mental mind. Yeah, it can, go, it, can go to some, it can go to a weird place. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I think, and I know the people that kind of put these on, they're very aware of that. Yeah. We're, not, we're not here for this emotional tug. Yeah. But following Jesus is an emotional yeah, deal, yeah. right? Like following God and making decisions in that worship is an emotional deal. For and sure. It for sure can be. Um, but to put them, to put us, to put people in the right atmosphere, in the right environment to say, hey, this is what we do here and it's okay. And yeah. like, all the kids come back and people come back and go, Oh, that was the best thing. It's like, well, how do we recreate that here? Yeah. You should have those emotional moments on a Sunday morning, worshiping, taking communion. Like you should be open, you know, for that. Yeah. We we've talked a lot about spiritual formation on this podcast. Yeah. We've talked a lot about it at church and we're about yeah, to go yeah. on a spiritual formation retreat. The reality is, and uh, you know, I, I've heard you say it in probably a much more creative way. Uh, tap into mm -hmm. the young mind kind of way, but it's like you're being formed by something. Always. Always. And, uh, you know, the people that we surround ourselves with, the media that we're consuming, the things we read, all this is forming in us a worldview, a way of thinking about other people. And man, when you go on these experiences, um, that's spiritual formation. You're seeing... Uh, how the spirit of God is moving and working in other people and you want it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want it, you see it and you're, you recognize it as good and right. And you want to connect with that. And that's such a valuable part of the collective experience. So mm -hmm. like 
it's going to be a little different if you're doing like a personal retreat, like a silent yeah. retreat or something like yeah. that, totally forming you in a different way. Yeah. But to be in a community of people, and if you're talking about thousands of yeah. people, that's an overwhelming sense that we're moving in a direction as, as, as a body, right? The, you know, scripture talks so much about us being this body. You really feel that when you're in this large community of people who are all crying out to God that are all, yeah. you know, really into the experience. And I think that that's a big part of it. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will kind of dog on, you know, oh, well, you went to, you went to Winterfest, so yeah. you're all high on it right now, yeah. but that'll wear off. And like, yeah, the experience kind of will, but it's what you said. It's mm -hmm. like, how can we, how can we build on the momentum that we experience mm. in these things in our regular community, right? Like that should be the goal. It's not, let's not, yeah. let's not dog, you know, going off and, and experiencing God in a real way. Like let's, let's see how we can, we're never gonna, we're never gonna be able to replicate that every day, but it's like, how can we bring that, that element? What are those, of, yeah. yeah. What are those elements of that? Yeah. Um, and that'd be interesting for me to talk to like our middle school students and be like, you know, yes, there was arcades and yes, we played in the pool and yes, we had fun and, all that stuff, but what, what really impacted you there? Mm -hmm. And some will say worship. Some mm -hmm. will say being in that crowd, that many people is yeah. great. Some will say, man, we got so much Bible lesson. We were preached to so much that there was a lot going on there. And that was good. Cause yeah. I got to hear different speakers, different and, perspectives, and yeah. different perspectives. And, um, to ask them and say, okay, well, how can we put that here? Right. Is it, and if, and for you know, like our students and for our adults, if it's like, man, I've never really listened to three hours of sermons over <laughs> yeah. the weekend. It's like, well, then maybe how, how often are you at church? You know, yeah. we preach every, every time we're here at church, right? There's <laughs> yeah. always a lesson at some yeah. point. Like if that's what you got into, well, then maybe you should be here a little bit more because yeah. we have those preaching, right? Um, or maybe it's the worship and it's like, well, we have other opportunities and maybe we can change our worship up. Right. Maybe we can do things to create that. Yeah. Um, and it's not this false environment of yay Jesus, but it's creating this environment where you're just open to it. Right. Um, well, and I think uh, expectation is a big is a big factor. You go to these experiences expecting yeah. to experience God. Yeah. Are you are you coming <laughs> to church expecting to experience God and fellowship and in community? Your, I don't think we talk about that for you being our connections minister. Is that something that I don't know if we talk about that. I know we haven't in our own small group. Yeah. We like to get together and it's, we all have kids. So it's all like, Hey, it's a chance for us to get to hang out mm -hmm. and we get to pray for one another and you know, and all the different things are happening in our life. You know, it's how can we be there for you? But do we talk about, Hey, when you come to a small group at so-and-so's house on a Sunday night yeah. for an hour, are you expecting to experience the Holy Spirit and God in that moment. Yeah. Like, no, we're just trying to get the kids fed and <laughs> we're trying to sit here, you know, but to really open up for that, that's, that's like gearing your mind. Yeah. And when you come on a Sunday morning, I know you're late and you're rushing down here and, and you're trying to get your kids dressed and there's two different shoes on and you get here and then you smile yeah. when you walk in the door and you're like, nice to see you. Good day. But do you prepare yourself and your family? Hey, when we are here this morning, we are expecting to hear from God yeah, and to set your heart up and your spirit up to say, I'm here, God, because he wants to speak to you. And I yeah. tell our students every time we go on a retreat, I said, God wants to talk to you today. Yeah. 
and every day, are you open to hear it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I tell our students is it, it may not be during, it might not be during a sermon. It right. might not be during worship. It may not be during communion. It might be during a conversation you yep. and somebody have sitting up late at night in the hotel room or just hanging out or walking and be like, but expect that. Right. Expect to have that mountaintop experience, that mm-hmm. aha moment. Yeah. Because God wants you to have that. Yeah, that's right. And you can have a lot of those. You yeah. can have those. Hopefully every single day you gain that new love and grow deeper in your walk with Christ because yeah. you have those moments, big or small. Yeah. Um, in that. For our students, I think another thing that our that our retreats do is they put like the Winterfest and Impact and those big, big retreats, they do a good job of putting different people on stage, different people's backgrounds, how they look, where they're from. We've had people from different countries. We've had people go through horrible things and great things. Yeah. But to put different people on stage where our students can connect with that. Yeah. Um, if you just have an old white guy up there preaching, white, I said that's white. So, we got one of them white guys up there. I said that, oh, I said that's so country. <laughs> if you just have this old white preacher, that's oh, I've been doing this for thirty years, yeah. and yeah, they're good. But do you have you know do you have people of color up there? Yeah. Do you have people that are younger mm-hmm. so they see themselves? They don't always see themselves in an old person. Yeah. Do you have females on there? Do you have this and that where our students are like, oh, I can connect with that. Right. And that's what's good here is because we can't always do that here right. at our church. We try to do a good job of it. Yeah. Maybe your church is trying, maybe your church isn't trying. But to put different people in a leadership upfront role so other people can see themselves. I think that's very important. Yeah. Um, and for our students, that's really big too, yeah. is to put all the people on the praise team or speaking or reading scripture, whatever it may be, up there to go, oh, they're like me. Maybe I can do this. Yeah. Or maybe I just hear from them a little bit different, right? There's always, you know, like speakers that I enjoy. I could probably pick like three or four out and be like, I can listen to them the rest of my life. Right. Because I really like them. Yeah. But you will have two or three, four people that are different. Mm-hmm. And I can't be like, well, no, these are the best. You listen to these people. <laughs> it's no, what do you like? And so just to have that variety of people up there, I think is huge. Um, and maybe you're like, I don't know if I have any speakers I like. I don't know if I prefer something. Going there to these retreats sometimes will be a little bit different because you're going to hear from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And and it might hit you in a way that you don't even know it's coming. Yeah, that's right. In there. Yeah. I, there's uh, – this, this might – this might take take it to a weird place, but uh, you know, I feel like often these experiences often work in uh, other elements of worship too that we may not think about or oh. express regularly. You know, like I know on retreats that I've been on, you're encouraged to go and write, to go oh, and yeah. journal, yeah. Uh, to go and draw a picture about what God means to you there's a little more dancing and movement of your body it's like i i think that god this is just a a look into my own (laughs) personal theology here god is a creator oh and god invites us into his creative work in the world and when we think church we drill that down into speaking singing praying and that's kind of it but I think that God is at work in all these creative mm. expressions and building in, in all this or, other yeah. stuff that retreats 
give us the freedom and the flexibility to explore that may connect with a kid. It may connect with you as an adult that you never even thought had anything to do with God. And uh, so I think that having that set apart time, having space to explore is an awesome part of who God is as a creator yeah. and, and allowing people to find whatever their thing is. Like I, I, I just, I, I don't really like to speak. I have to speak uh, every once in a while here. You preached not too long ago, <laughs> yeah. a few weeks it's, ago. It, it would not be what I would call one of my spiritual yeah. giftings. Um, but I love leading discussion and mm-hmm. I love, you know, having one-on-one conversations with people. Um, and you have to try different things to figure out what yeah. your thing is. And uh, getting away with God is a great time to do some of that exploration and try to find out how you connect with God best. I had an aha moment, I don't know, five or six years ago here, trying to plan a Wednesday night or maybe it was a Sunday night deal. And I was like, let's do something different. So we do worship stations. It's mm-hmm. been a few years. We need to bring that back soon. And I had students go, well, what is a worship station? Like we're just going to sing different songs in different locations, in different locations <laughs> and different stations. I'm yeah. like, uh, you have a weird definition of worship. Yeah. It's not. And what we did is we had a station where you get to write letters. Uh-huh. We had a painting station. Yes. We had just a journaling station. We had a bunch of Bibles, a bunch of scripture. If you want to read to focus on different things, we had a room that was set. That was quiet. That was a prayer area. We had four or five, six of these. And for 35, 40 minutes, I just played low music. Yep. We kind of set the lights down and I said, I'm not going to tell you what to do for the next 45 minutes. Yes. And I was really kind of struggling thinking, man, these teens are just going to get bored with this. And they asked to do this all the time because they say, I never have 45 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm like, well, you do. You just don't know it. (laughs) But 45, 30 minutes where it's like, I just want you to connect with God whatever way. And you get these amazing drawings and these letters saying, I've been meaning to write so-and-so a letter, thanking them and encouraging them. Like, well, here's your chance. And it was really, really cool. But it's that same thing of, just like getting out and seeing you can do stuff. We're at, when we're at, just at a retreat, you know, there's always this Jesus painter. I think there's hundreds of them, but, but you know, they'll paint while we sing yeah, and stuff. And you're yes. like, Oh, and you see a kid go, oh, I can use my talent that way. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that was on America's got talent years ago. He used to be at Winterfest a bunch. He's called the Sandman. I've seen the Sandman. Have you seen incredible? The right. Yeah. So we saw him before he was on America's got talent. He's been doing Winterfest. 15 years where he just has sand and he uses, he has very gross fingernails. I got to meet him. His fingernails are creepy long. Um, imagine so. But he, there's a, there's a camera above <laughs> him. There's a light. Sorry, on this, Sandman. There's, sorry, Sandman. There's this light on the table and he moves sand and he tells the story of the crucifixion. He yeah. will tell the story of like creation. And what's, what's really funny is that he said him and his son watch a YouTube video and he goes, I can do that. Yeah. He goes, I can do that for God's glory. Right. And you're like, you mean, you mean you can use your creepy fingernails <laughs> and just make these scenes out of sand? But yeah. it's like, it, it's like all you're, yeah. you're saying all of it, man, how can you do that? And he goes, I can do it for God's glory. So to see people that can do different things and use it for God, it helps our students. It helps our adults go, Oh, I can use my talents yeah. in this way. Um, and that's just something else you gain. That's just another part 100%. of it that you can just gain from that. Um, so yeah, I think there is this biblical foundation of getting away to a retreat. Get out of your box. And 
and to set your mind up to experience him. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do that every Sunday when you read your Bible, when you pray. Yes, that should always happen. But sometimes we need a little oomph. We need like a little kickstarter. We need a little, put a little diesel on the fire just to kind of. a reminder, yeah. Yeah, and you go back. And my, let's see, my biggest cautionary tale my my red flag for this is you're gonna have if you if you go to one of these Uh you're gonna have an aha moment right don't try to chase that aha moment every single time right because each time you might have a different aha moment and they you know and you might go somewhere and go last year's worship brought me to my knees and you go this year and you go it's not as good as last year yeah and you miss it and you miss it no say well Maybe there's something else here mm-hmm. that is going to bring me to that point. Yeah. And just being open to that. And also, if you go, especially in Trace Diaz, I've never been, but, you know, like, oh, I got to sit around and I got to talk to guys and be open about my life. Yeah. Like, uh, I'd rather just read and pray and sing. You may get put in, into some vulnerable situations yeah. that where you need to open up a little bit. You don't have to. It's not a forceful deal. It's not like this confessional. You better mm-hmm. do this or else. But be open to new things to say, hey, let me try this. Is 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 there a way that I will gain uh, um, more love and openness and insight to God if I do these things? And yeah. that's what we're doing. Um, and if you do the same thing over and over again and you're like, man, for the past five years, I've never had that aha moment. Yeah. It's like, have you done anything different? Yeah. Have you tried to do anything different? And if, if you say no, well, then do something different to do that. Our, our comfort can be a barrier to hearing from God and experiencing God. It's often in discomfort in new situations and uncomfortable situations where we learn and we grow and we stretch uh, and we are formed. So yeah, I've, we, we I've, get uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's a good reminder for me. And my wife's going to listen now. She's going to push me to this. But uh, <laughs> I've been asked to go on like a few like silent retreats. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. You know, that's all, you know, that's all my rule of life is to do a silent retreat. That's not me. Yeah. I have a podcast, guys. I like to talk, <laughs> right? Like this is, this is what we do. Yeah. I like to speak, I like to talk. I like to just interact to be like, oh, I got to go somewhere for two, three days and basically not talk. Yeah. That sounds miserable to me, but because I'm comfortable in talking and being around and yeah. doing those things and to be like, no, I'm forced out of my comfort zone to be silent. Mm. That maybe that's something I need to do yeah. just to get me out of my normal rhythms to kind of shock my heart in a way that, hey, just to be open. Right. And for that. Yep. That, that would definitely be uncomfortable doing a, a full on silent retreat. And there's so, some close to us, right? Yeah. Up in the Coleman. Coleman. Benedictine Sisters. Right. That's like yeah. an hour and a half away. Like yeah. you can go do that. Um, right. Well, I'm, I'm going to book us one. It's going to be great. We'll I don't, I don't know. I don't we'll do a silent podcast. <laughs> It'll just be 40 just, minutes. Oh, I just talk like, we have to be quiet because it's a silent <laughs> retreat. <laughs> no, I know. I don't think I want to go with you. Yeah. I like, I like, I think that would make it like, I think I'd be like, Hey Chris, can we, <laughs> I would just be texting you. You, 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 you can come to my room if you want to talk <laughs> or I'm going to be at your door. Hey buddy. Um, but yeah. So for 2022, 2023, if you have students, encourage them. Yes. Uh, and you may need to forcefully take them. <laughs> Right. I don't like that. It's like, Hey, maybe your parents made you go. If you set the right expectations for them, Hey, I want you to go to this cause it's going to be good spiritually for you. You're right. going to connect and have fun and grow, but I, we want you for spiritual life. And for you as an adult and you're like, I don't know, 
Google, man. There's Google out there. Find your retreat. There is Google out there. <laughs> I've seen it. Go to, if you don't know, go to your preacher. Go to somebody at your church and go, I want to go to a retreat. And it may be a big national one at like the Mercedes Dome in Atlanta, right? Like this big one. Or it may be a smaller one at a church or something like that. I know we're about to have like a ladies retreat here, yep. like the If Gathering, March 4th and 5th. How often do just a bunch of females get together and say, this is our time for worship and a talk. Like that's right. going to be huge. Yeah. And I know that you're trying to do some things for our guys here. And um, if you will go to your, if you go to your preacher and you go to your pastor and say, I want to retreat, they're going to find one for you. Yep. And I, they might even pay for it. <laughs> right. Like, Hey, you want to go to this? We want you to go to it. Cause it's very important. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, we didn't, we didn't open the Bible once. We talked we, about Jesus a lot. We opened it in our hearts. We opened it in our hearts. Well, hopefully um, you guys gained some insight on why we do retreats, why we like them. Hopefully piqued your interest. And you're, yeah, you're to go, go hey, I want to go try one. And what caught my eye is all of our adults, except for one, she went when she was 99, when not when she was Not 99. when she was 99. In 1999. 1999 <laughs> she, she went when she was in high school. Right. She's like, I haven't been since then. Right. I had more of the adults on our trip go, I needed this. Yeah. And so maybe you're a chaperone on a teen retreat. You're going to get something out of it. Absolutely. And you may be the cook and you're like, I got to work on it in the kitchen. But when it comes to worship time, just try to be there for that. And I promise you it'll be uplifting. If you set your heart there again, God has gone 99% of the way to say, I want to reach you and speak to you. Yep. We have to go that 1%. And maybe that 1% is putting us out of our comfort zone. That's it. In some way. Well, hey, uh, this is almost an hour. This is a long one. Way longer than I expected. Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, hey, hope you guys um, enjoyed this, piqued your interest. If you have any questions, let us know. We can Google for you and find a, re like a retreat help. for you. Yeah. Um, hey, review, like, share, subscribe. Hey, we were all on the green this week. We, Way to go, friends. Hey, this is last week was one of our bigger ones we've had in a while. Um, so maybe y'all are sharing it. Um, and get that. So Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Well, hey, have a good day, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye, friends. Yeah.